is this a race thing? Let's just get right to work. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome, fam. This is Courtney Russell Jr., and I'm here with my co-host, Emily Brocker. Welcome to Humanize. We are two Americans with totally different backgrounds and life experiences. We're coming together on this podcast to dive right at the heart of the three things that shut down tough conversations about race, culture, power, and ego. The stories you are about to hear are meant to humanize those deeply involved in social justice. Welcome to the work, y'all. Let's get it. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, this is Humanize. <laughs> you know I got to be crazy with it. Um, oh I really, I'm just so <laughs> excited um, and so humbled again by this platform. Um, just every time we come and we're able to bless, be blessed and bless you guys with our perspectives, um, we always welcoming other perspectives. And today is a mini episode and we're going into the perspective of what's going on with um, the Tyrese Nichols case. Um, sorry for his loss, the loss of another uh, man of color, another black man in the community at the hands of police officers. Um, and I just want to get into it. I, I really, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a hot button topic right now. It's so many things that are coming to light every other day. Um, and just, I want to get the view of Emily on, is this? A race thing. Let's just get right to work. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Put on the brakes. Put on the brakes. Um, this is hopefully part of what we'll talk about today. But I think there are a lot of people who don't know what's happening oh, okay. in the streets okay, okay, in the U.S. Okay, okay. Um, I mentioned it to someone today and they were like, what are you talking about? Like they had no idea which I want to talk about okay. the lack of coverage, but will you, for people, you know, who are abroad or who uh -huh. haven't heard about it, just kind of break down the sequence of events, what happened and, and what's going on now. My apologies. I got really excited. Uh, I overstepped. Let me back that's it up. Why, that's why, Yo. you know, we both yeah. have different perspectives. Exactly, exactly. We hold different pieces of this. All, all <laughs> gas, no breaks over here. Okay. All uh, breaks. Um, <laughs> Basically, Mr. Tyree Nichols will stop for a routine, what seemed to be a routine traffic stop. And, a black man. And a black man, yes, in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. And he lost his life, in short, um, with all of that occurred at the stop. He allegedly was, he ran stop sign or something, did a traffic violation, and got irate, ran off from the police. He got caught, and long story short, he lost his life through the interaction. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and so now it's, uh, it's just a hot topic right now going on in the news. Is it race related? Is it just a thing with the police officers? What's going on with this Tyree Nichols? Um, what's going on in America with policing? And, um, and we're going to talk about that today. So that mm -hmm. hopefully I yeah. give to you in short. And um, a couple, a couple other pieces of information is that, um, there are four or five police officers were all black. Uh -huh. And so it's a, a different kind of uh, visual than a lot of people are used to and bringing up a lot of questions. And they're, they're in a predominantly black area, at, you know, and so it kind of challenges this idea of 
if the police only represented the community, then things might be better. Um, and here, at I don't know anybody's backgrounds or socioeconomic status or, or so forth, but at least in terms of race, these were all black cops. Um, yeah, yeah. And so that that changes thing. I just also want to just, uh, you know, send love to the survivors of this yeah. and the families. And Most definitely. I think as we were recording um, his funeral, is going on. Um, so just thinking about them um, as we kind of try to grapple with this. And Courtney, I reached out to you this weekend also just maybe as a starting point, just wanted to check in with you because I know you have a son and yeah. you're a black man. And yeah. I just, you know, how you doing? I'm good. Um, it's a lot. You know, um, just to, when I hear other people speak, um, I, you know, as soon as it watched, I was watching all the news outlets to get different perspectives, um, different things. And, you know, you get one side that says, see, it's a race thing. Um, mm -hmm. One side that says, is it really a race thing, given that all of the um, officers were black? Um, mm -hmm. Is it a, a race thing when it's all in um, a black city is it a race thing when the police chief is a black black woman um yeah mm -hmm. and so like it I, there was so many perspectives and so many conversations to be had and i always landed on this is why white supremacy is not a black or a white thing white supremacy mm -hmm. is just a way of moving that benefits a group of people and disenfranchise another group of people um on its face and however, white supremacy really disenfranchises everyone, you mm -hmm. know? And so mm -hmm. it just looks different, no matter yeah. um, by the color of your skin. And so this system that we're, we're focusing on today, obviously um, police, law enforcement, and, mm -hmm. and let's just think about how that started. It started yeah. to um, catch slaves. And so even today, that whole system is inherently flawed, you know, uh, mm -hmm. from its inception. And so instead of us saying, fuck the police or black or, or um, black people hate police, we can't. You know, I was never on that train. I was always mm -hmm. saying the systems need to be um, reformed. Um, mm -hmm. uh, abolishing the police officers right now wouldn't make sense. However, allocating funds to do other things and not solely relying on police officers to enforce the law in that way and leave and giving them so much on like you give them too much power and too much um, ability to do what they want because it's a in in the public's eye it's a job that is um, revered and it's a job that's really difficult so whatever happens on the street it just happens we should deal with mm -hmm. it because they have a hard job and that's not okay that's mm -hmm. the part of the conversation that we always, I don't hear a lot. Like, what are we going to do to address the need for the oversight given to police officers? Um, because a lot of times, the, like, they are the last, the last line, especially in communities of color, that, um, that are able to get any kind of law, like enforcement, some, any kind of facing with judgment. Because mm -hmm. when you're looking down the hand of a gun, that could be the last time. And if you feel as though a person with a gun is not professionally trained, 
um, or is full of, of doubts and fears based on certain biases that they may have, known and unknown, that can lead to death. And it's, it's proven time and time and time again. So it's bigger than black and white. Um, it goes to just a culture of um, unchecked power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if uh, if people are, are wondering, if our listeners are like wondering about like, okay, I want to learn more about this system. Like what is, what are we talking about when talking about the system, I'm going to send people towards 6019 Project, Ooh. either the book or yeah. the new series out on Hulu, which should really break it down. Um, yes. 13th Amendment as well is yes. a great one to learn about the history of policing. Um, there's so many different things to kind of examine here. And one is, I hope I use the right, uh, you know, term for this, but one thing that makes this case interesting is how quickly they were charged with second degree murder. Mm -hmm. Do we think that this is a turning point for um, immunity, which is kind of this system that's been protecting police in a very dangerous job, knowing that, you know, they're, they have adrenaline going through their system. They're in fight or flight. They're not always going to make the best decisions, but I think we're at a point where like, okay, well, this isn't okay. Like we have to, we have yeah. to hold people accountable. But these men were were charged so quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any stats on the like the difference yeah. between oh. how long, like no. you know, because there's so many other police officers who have never been charged with the yeah. murder of someone caught on tape. Yeah, and then that's the thing. I mean, this is not the first, second, third time that this happened. Um, yeah, especially to men, um, men and women of color. You know, mm-hmm. so do I think it's a turning point? I, it's hard to say. It, um, we, the media is it's a it's a powerful thing, you know. And when you have the pressure of video and audio, and the pressure of of all of the the eyes of the country, just like George Floyd, you know, and you you're almost forced to do things at times that you may or may not want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for um, the system that swiftly came and, and, and just came and gave those indictments to those law officers, you know. However, I am hopeful, you know, because that's all we can do at this point, hope that the next time it mirrors the the swiftness of this time. Mm-hmm. We can only hope that. Right. You know, but it, right. it may also depend on where it is, who's involved, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or, 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 the, the, was it captured on video um mm-hmm. and so we don't know and so you're asking right. um, me to be hopeful about a system that has hardly ever um been given you reason given you reason to <laughs> and so it's, it's yeah. difficult you know and yeah. so yeah we've been getting our ass beat for so many years and one time that we know of i can't overgeneralize yeah something happened uh swiftly when it came to police officers I mean, we'll see. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about media there for a second and drew the the comparison to George Floyd. And I think that this has been very, um, what's the word? 
humbling, confusing, uh, eye-opening. <laughs> All the words. <laughs> I don't know what the words are. Yeah. I did my little, like, verb, my list of <laughs> emotions. Um, to recognize, you know, the, the, the parallels here with Floyd's death in terms of it being caught on tape. Yeah. In terms of this... Uh, you know, both men calling for their mothers, yeah. you know, you know, such, I haven't watched either of the recordings. I don't think I can, I, yeah, it's a I lot. don't want to watch that. Um, and I recognize for myself how much more emotionally distraught I was with Floyd's murder. And it makes me think of, you know, as you've said before, you know, it was in the height of COVID and, mm -hmm. We were bored mm -hmm. and like we had this angsty energy. We as in white people, we as in this country. Um, and this time, this chapter, yeah. this, this life is just as valuable and is barely getting attention both from the media and then also like from myself. I find myself consciously wanting to turn towards this, you know, register, take it in. It's just a weird moment to feel like, I don't know, like, is it? Yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. It's a strange yeah, I mean, disconnection, I feel. Media has a lot of control over what is important and what is not important, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the, the unfortunate truth in, in my with my in my perspective that a lot of times things can be glaring you know but mm -hmm. if it's not newsworthy um if if it's not pushed by certain funding um if it's not um being told that we should pay attention to this a mm -hmm. lot of news is lost you know and yeah. so this was just some uh, uh, again the loss of a life is a hundred percent. Like I, I can't even imagine the grief and turmoil that the family must be going through at this time. Um, but this is a for it not to be front page and documents that are being um, placed in the houses and the Ukraine situation that's going crazy. Like that is dominating still the news where the life of an unarmed black man being killed by the police officers is getting getting some some traction because it happened and because it was caught on videotape. I mm -hmm. I would have hated to never have known this if it wasn't caught on the camera. Right. Right. You know? Right. Um, right. It would have just been something else that Memphis had to deal with. Um, but now it became national news because it was caught um, and someone I I think um, not leaked it, but it was. It was given to New York Times, and so it, it got mm -hmm. national attention, you know, which it mm -hmm. des which it deserved, and right. so um, it's just hard. And if in my blue skies, you know, if I was ever leader of a of a of a news outlet, you know, I would hope that I would give things that are um, that are pushing a conversation, that are educating, that are informing, that are like are are making individuals. Um, understand the world that we're living in in a way that it can it can show 
a good a better depiction of what is going on right now with major mm-hmm. major news outlets you know and so sometimes when things like this happen this is why when george floyd happened and they had the whole list of names going down of people that lost their lives people were so surprised like right you know? i didn't hear about that i didn't yeah. hear about that yeah. yeah and so yeah i mean it's so disturbing to think of what you said of like the media kind of decides what's important um because this is a good case for me of like, they're they're both important, but the media decided George Floyd was more important. And so it was more registered in my consciousness. And we know that our media is a profit-driven, yeah. you know, industry, yeah. not an altruistic industry out there no. deciding what's important to us or yeah. not. And no. it's just very uh, upsetting and disturbing, yeah. you know, that that's what's flooding our brains. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. why is it so important that we know that Trump and Biden took documents? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it, is it important? Yeah, we should know that our president may have some classified documents somewhere. But to be talking about it for 45 minutes, you know, <laughs> like, I, I, right. I, 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 don't, I don't see that. And then things like childhood obesity or maternal... Um, African-American women maternal death rates, you know, at an all-time high, you know. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, those things are just, yeah, this is on the back end of the news after we talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what gets into consideration when you're choosing, picking and choosing what's important. Mr. Right. Tyree. It's, it's, oh. Yeah. It's an economy of attention, you yeah. know. Like, they've, they've mastered how to monetize our attention yeah. and... If we're, I, I don't know how to break free otherwise than tuning out, in which case yeah. I've disconnected and yeah. then I've given up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lose-lose. And I try, um, I try to just listen to so many different outlets to hope to get mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a little bit of truth in everything, you know. So, a drop. Yeah. A drop. Yeah. I, w- I want to go back to your your first question mm-hmm. before I put on the brakes uh, about, like, was this racist? Was this interaction racist? Yeah. And I think if I was to look at that question, because that question is circulating. People are loving weighing in on it. Of course. I feel like the question itself is flawed because it's representing white supremacy thinking. Yeah. So white supremacy thinking is either or thinking. Is it is it this or is it that? And so this question is like, is it racist or is it not? Yeah. Which immediately puts us into this bind of losing the nuance of the situation. Of and so we have to like, if we're trying to like, you know, understand and unlearn and do all these things to, to have the conversations, I think we need to like, I don't know, get... Uh, a better question, a better way of understanding racism because it's so it's so easy to say like it was racist, that was it was bad. Those are bad people. It was not racist. You're a good person. Those yeah. are good people. Yeah. And all those that just like shuts it down. And so you know, how do we get at the nuance of like you were saying, like understanding the systems at play and the momentums at play and um without essentializing the question yeah um too much we we like to intellectualize a lot of things you know instead of getting to the heart of the matter 
Uh, for me, if you're asking, was it racist? Yes, and. Because, see, when you saying, was it racist just because it was a, the perpetrators were black? Let's let's flip it on his head. If all the perpetrators were black and that was a white past um, driver, would the white mm-hmm. guy would it would he have gotten his ass beat like that? Or a white woman? Mm-hmm. Most likely not. Mm-hmm. So, or would would he have had the reason to be so afraid? Exactly is the question because he was. They know that if they're like I read, I heard some stats about like people getting chased on foot mm-hmm. is like worst case scenario yeah. because you're going to get shot a lot in that situation. And so it's this total bind of like, you have reason to be afraid. So you'd run away. I would run away if I was terrified, but if I was stopped by the police, I would not be terrified. There we go. So that's how the system is, is at gone. play. That's my right? point. That's my point. This is why, okay, white supremacy is not about white people it's about a way of thinking a way yeah. of being a way of operating in life especially in this country you know and, and a system of fear and a system of fear if you are not yeah. in a class of individuals and so when people ask was it racist yes but not in a way where it's black and white on his face and it looks like usually you know mm-hmm. it's just racist in the fact that the individual because you can be black and have um black and 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 have inherent white supremacy culture in you, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's not it's right through the media that we're yeah. talking about that we constant go. enculturation, there constant like this is what you should think. Yeah. This is what you should think. Yeah, anti-blackness is just not for white people, and this is why when individuals right. are white and they say, um, "I'm not a racist because this and that," or are you saying white supremacist? I'm a white supremacist because I'm white. Has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has to do by a way of thinking and understanding that your skin, and not not realizing that the color of your skin gives you certain privileges, and not not doing things to to even address it, is a white supremacist way of being. Mm-hmm. Because we couldn't have picked and choose what the color of our skin was. However, mm-hmm. with the color of our skin, what are we doing now? Right. You know. Given that. Given, given that, it. given the systems that exactly. are at play, at play, yes. yeah, and so that mm-hmm. that that's what um, I was, I had to grapple with because I, they had many many black people saying that this is not about black and white, this is not mm-hmm. showing that the system of policing is inherently ra- um, racist and flawed. This mm-hmm. is just bad cops. Black people were mm-hmm. saying that, you know, and um, whether it's for money or whether it's they actually felt like that, we'll never know, you know. Um, but either way is an issue, mm-hmm. you know. Um, somebody even said that it's <laughs> it goes back to black women. How so? Okay, it was a far reach, and when I tell you this shit, he's like crazy. They said that black men don't like to um, respect authority. And so if he got pulled over, he should have just respected authority. But because the chief is a black woman, she created a culture of not um, respecting authority because of the lack of fathers in the home. I don't know what the fuck was what he was talking about. (laughs) I was like, yo, you just. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like it, it. And it was a black man that said that. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it was, and I just, 
I, it wasn't um, verbatim, but I paraphrased. But it was to that yeah. effect. You can you can look it up. I for, I forgot the guy's name, but yeah. A lot of hot takes on this. Yeah. How do you oh. feel? How do you feel though? Like just with um, I want to say finally it not being a, a white person that killed a black officer, you know? <laughs> I doubt that was a bad question to ask for. With it being a different <laughs> with story. The, yeah, different storyline. What comes up for you? Um, well, I think what, what comes up is in some ways, it's a helpful narrative to get the the narrative and the discussion around policing focused on police on on the institution and the system of policing because we're so often dealing with those again multiple layers and two of the layers often are the system of policing and race and people can kind of you know there's so much to be said about both of them but it's an opportunity to say you know okay this there's a lot of different ways to think about race's involvement in this, but what maintains is policing as an issue is, as I see guns, you know, like I lived in a country that had no guns. It was fine. They had their own punishment systems, but like, you know, for two years it lived without guns. It was great in the Peace Corps. Um, so yeah, I feel like it, you know, that in itself like presents it in an opportunity for maybe uh, folks to to analyze the system of policing without um i don't know um without it being the, so glaringly a yeah, black and white yeah, layer yeah, to it too yeah so the issue even though there is yeah that's what i'm saying like but we can't yeah. we can't separate um we can't separate it from each other. However, when we're not, that doesn't, that's not demonizing a certain group. It's just acknowledging um, its existence. Um, yeah. Police were not created to, to catch dogs, you know, or, or, get ca right. or get cats out of trees. Like, they were created to catch slaves, which are mm -hmm. black men and women. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so with that, that should be the start of the conversation. So where do we go from here if we really and truly want to address a system of police brutality? Like, I think that's where we should start with that with the conversation. We can't say, mm -hmm. no, they are they are a good system. They are great people, this and that. We're not saying all police officers are bad, mm -hmm. you know. But if we're going to change it, we have to know it exists. We have to know where it came from. We have to know the history or we're going mm -hmm. to... Continue to repeat it. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, or notice or like not figure out how it's embedded. Exactly. In it, exactly. Right. Exactly. The original ideas are embedded in there. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's also a part of the story of like, who do I see myself in? You know, that like unconscious othering or similarity bias, and which is not as pronounced. Yeah like with everyone being of the same race in this story. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that's, that's probably affecting the charge around it as well yeah. with white people 
not unconsciously seeing themselves in this this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, you know, I was had the experience yesterday of listening to this horrible news story on NPR with this mother who had postpartum depression and yeah. strangled three of her kids and tried to, ju- try to kill herself. And I, I was so visibly, viscerally upset by it because I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the closer that these stories are to us, um, I think the more they'll emotionally resonate. And so... Um, kind of, I, I'm kind of wondering if because there weren't as there weren't any white people involved in this story, whether white people in this country are like finding are 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 we not finding ourselves in this story? Are we not as I don't know? And that's where the conversation is. It's like you try right. you try to say, oh, I'm not that person. Oh, mm-hmm. that that does not apply to me. Um, but it, it does. It applies to each and every one of us. Um, the, yeah. the, when George Floyd lost his life, um, just because you're you're white or you didn't know, or you live in suburbia, you've never had a loss of a, a loved one. Um, it still affected you because we're here. Um, mm-hmm. It could easily happen to you. It's um, when is your time? It's your time. And so mm-hmm. instead of us saying that. That's over there. That's an over there problem. I think we right. need, we need to address the issue. Like, you know what? Where's the humanity in in these situations? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, let let's, for lack of a better terminology, let's humanize the struggle for life. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see see the role that ignorance, um, poverty, um, just a lack of what it has done to our country, whether you're rich or poor. Um, it, mm-hmm. it just has a through way in every single system. And whether you're talking about education, where you're talking about healthcare, um, law enforcement, um, criminal justice, all of those things have the same inhumane power structure that makes it um, impossible for us to just move forward in a way that everyone can be seen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is one of the main issues that uh, when you other individuals, when you live in a world that that's a they problem, I have to take care of my family. Uh, we, yeah. we, we, we run a risk of it knocking on our doorstep one day. And then what if everybody turned and said, you know what, Emily, that's a you problem. That's your house. You handle that. Right. You know, like right. that's when it came home. Now you're like, oh, shit. That's what it looks like to, to, to feel less than, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunately, people, um, brown and black people have the brunt of feeling less than um, right. in this country, a country that was made um, not for us, but by us, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that, that's that's just a weird dynamic. And so instead of and I, and I say this to black and brown people, instead of us feeling upset, mad, um, it's time for us to sh- in, in love have the audacity to reclaim our humanity and say Mm -hmm. in love we've had enough and what are we going to do and what are we willing to do to make sure that our humanity is reclaimed while showing you humanity yourself even if you may not deserve it or not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we all have that yeah yeah humanity that vulnerability the 
fear of death, yep. all of those yeah. defining features. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, diving into things today. Of course. Of course. With me. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, Again, I'm so sorry for the loss of, of Tyree Nichols. Uh, my prayers are with the family. Uh, yeah. Who knows where human eyes goes and there's someone that knows um, the family of Tyree Nichols. Uh, again, please articulate the love and support and, and, and prayers uh, from human eyes um, and, mm -hmm. and everyone else. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Emily, for, yeah. for being here with me today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Humanize. Please remember to like and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Join us on Instagram or Facebook to continue this conversation at The Humanize Podcast. Let us know if you want to learn more about the professional trainings we offer. And of course, tune in next time as we continue the work. Thank you and much love.